What's up, everyone? Thanks for joining us back here on the Face of the Hill podcast. Uh, if you haven't noticed, we did take a couple weeks off. Uh, I've mentioned before, I work a very weird schedule to where I effectively only have three days a week to do anything and everything I need to in life. So Paul and I haven't been able to get together, especially during the holidays. So and we're going to pop out a couple tonight. And uh, so this one is primarily going to be focused on Raw and SmackDown because we have the Rumble coming up. So and then the next one is going to be about AEW and NXT because there's just been so much going on that we probably can't fit it all into 50 minutes. And instead of making you listen for two hours, hopefully you'll listen to one episode for like 30 to 40 minutes. But speaking of the Rumble. No, no, no. Right off the bat, before two days before Christmas, you and me were hanging out together. And you said you had a special intro planned for the next podcast we did. Yeah, you wouldn't now- tell me what it was. And I was really looking forward to you doing it now. And you didn't do it. So well, I want to know what it's it It's because it's so far away. I was going to do a fake Santa impression and tell our viewers they've been good this year. So they get a new episode of Face the Heel. You know and, what? I'm glad we didn't. <laughs> and just now that we're doing it in mid-January, I don't think it works It anymore. would actually be funnier for like a mid-January episode. For like, <laughs> well, I'll save it for ho, July. Ho, ho, ho. It's January 9th. <laughs> well, like, I, don't, I don't understand. Well, I'll save it for July. Christmas in July. Uh, if you're going to do it, you got to do it like, like around or April, around tax time. <laughs> well, when people get money that they can donate, <laughs> that or they have paid. So, oh yeah, maybe it, it we'll see what happens. Uh, but no, that's I thought it would be funny, and that's why the episode where I did the knockoff Miz, I should have done that because that would have been going into Christmas. We have time to think of more. I do. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna plan out a whole bunch and maybe do some stupid stuff, and people can let me know if my impressions suck. Uh, which can I let you know if your impressions no, because well they don't suck, so you can <laughs> say it, but they don't suck. I know they're good, uh, but. <laughs> Backtracking a little bit because I'm I want to know if I'm in the minority real quick. What was your opinion of TLC? Of TLC, what, oh was it just, was right it good there. or bad? It was good. All right, because I was really just good. curious because so many people complained about it online. Really? Yeah, for the same reason they complain about everything, which I feel like we're gonna literally every week. There's always gonna pee people, so I should just stop bringing it up. You want to know what the main people complained was? I like I I'm sure. I know it was like the last pay per view, but it yeah, feels it's, like we, it was, it's already been like three it, weeks away is a long time for. Kind of old people to think far back. Uh, <laughs> Anyone no, in their thirties? Yeah, it's the thirty-year-old guy thinking three weeks back. Uh, no, what did they? They complained about that? predictability and the outcome of matches because I, I was, th- I've been thinking about it because we've had all this time. You want to know why I think they're complaining about it? No, because people still treat wrestling, mainly WWE, because everyone's we've gone over double standards many, many times. They still treat it like a sport, like unpredictability, but it's a TV show scripted scripted <laughs> that we've used that word many a times i'm gonna get that tattooed on me at this point like like do you watch a tv show and like the wire or game of thrones or any of these and you're like no nope, i saw that coming this whole entire show was bad well, no there's of course just, there's gonna be predictability just because you like see something coming doesn't necessarily mean that the delivery of it and the execution of it and the effect on a storyline is bad just exactly. because just because we see roman reigns is gonna win every single match like, we knew he was not going to lose to Jey Uso when he had, like, his steel cage match. But, yeah. But, like, we, so we, of course, we were able to predict that he was going to win, but those matches were still good and the storyline was good. So, I don't, if people are going to be mad at that, then you need to. Maybe, hey, well, if they're going to be mad at that, they're going to be real mad about Royal Rumble. Well, but if they're going to be mad at that, then maybe, if that's going to be a complaint, then maybe you shouldn't watch professional wrestling. Maybe you should just go into MMA or even that. I'll, Tell you what, as someone who's an avid MMA fan, a lot of those fights are predictable too, and a lot of those outcomes yeah. are predictable too. You want what else is predictable? When you look at certain NFL matchups, but yet no one complains about those. So I just, I was just curious if I was in the minority about oh, liking think, TLC because I thought that was straight fire. I think the majority is people like TLC. Yeah, and I think one thing I wasn't sure if you mentioned it to me or if I read it somewhere, but for like the the December pay per view, it's holiday season starting of a new year they kind of like close storylines they didn't necessarily close storylines or just make the matches straight up all right this is just the way to just end everything there are things that you know continue on just they didn't just decide just because it's the holidays coming up and it's the last pay-per-view of the year that they need to just send it all home yep now that you say that i think legitimately it either started storylines or prolonged storylines. exactly because like the kickoff you had biggie beat Sami Zayn and the big old giant who cares match, which led to him getting an intercontinental exactly. championship. If that was in any other time, it would have just been like, a, 
a quick match with nothing memorable. Yeah. Sammy retains, but it wasn't setting anything up. So, yeah, I, I, I thought this was good. I thought Fiend, Fiend really and Randy good. is obviously going to continue. Yes, that. Thank you. Okay. So, Especially good. after, which I'm happy I brought up, about to bring up Alexa Bliss because I want to notice if you've been noticing. Have you been noticed everyone in WWE using one particular word over and over again? And like all the pro, any promo where someone gets like aggravated or angry or there, there's one word. No, literally, I feel everyone now on every show is using the word bitch out of nowhere. Like everyone, like Alexa called Randy one. Uh, I'm pretty sure they said it on NXT within the past couple weeks. Uh, I'm pretty sure Roman or Kevin called one of the other. I think Kevin called Roman a bitch at one point, mm. just out of nowhere. We went from like no swearing to like an occasional B word gets dropped because it's like two people are getting really heated to now I feel everyone's using it. I think to be fair, you've been watching a lot more than I have probably. And I don't mean, I don't like admitting that when I do a wrestling <laughs> podcast, but again, raw is still in watch. Well, we've and... also talked that I randomly noticed stupid <laughs> little things. Cause I can't help but notice stupid little things. Right. I don't, I, I haven't noticed it too much, but I think that it's not bad that they're doing it. So I just found it random. More. Like maybe they're trying to get a little more edgy and PG 13 or, Aikman, uh... maybe who knows um so that that i just i thought it was very weird that all of a sudden i feel like every episode that word gets dropped now out of and you know it's fine i think it like usually intensifies a moment uh such as like randy and alexa which you think alexa got burned so i didn't I, i watched the end on online with just snippets and no, because the next week Randy admitted he. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you ask? Because I honestly forgot about it until I was like, "Oh wait, I'm Raw Legends Night," yeah, which yeah. I do gotta say, Raw has been very mediocre. Raw Legends Night, I thought it was solid. The, the interesting thing that I want to talk about, and I think you will probably agree with me, is that they say when you fight the Fiend, it changes you. Well, Randy's been the Legend Killer. He's pretty much just been a heel for like 99 percent of his career. Well, when he fought The Fiend and he couldn't burn Alexa and he said, I hate myself for not being able to do it, The Fiend can also change people, perhaps, heel to face. And Randy might be going through maybe a I, long-term storytelling of a face transformation. I was thinking that because, like, everyone's always been, like, uh, I can't even remember anyone he's faced. But, like, Miz, he was face, went back to his normal heel status mm-hmm. after facing The Fiend. Uh, people have been saying that, like, he does have this effect where you mm-hmm. kind of, like, look at Finn. He destroyed Finn. All of a sudden, he went back to mm-hmm. NXT and he became the prince again. Shamed like you. Daniel Bryan cut his hair. Yeah, shaved his head. Looks great now. Yeah, like happening. so <laughs> they they haven't done. I think people are trying to play on the hurt heel because they really haven't done anything with those gloves. Which I still think they should have healed, quote unquote, people that can't see that. I just did that. Uh, air quotes. Alistair Black's eye and him be like. A dark arts you said, uh, I still think that would have been sweet. You also said it for Rey Mysterio. So I actually thought that was a good idea. Well, I thought people were going to say that, but then all of a sudden they acted like that eye for eye match never happened. Like Rey's just on SmackDown doing stuff, yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'm going along with that crowd. Yeah, everyone, I think we all just want to ignore it and forget that ever happened. The only good that came out of it was the throw-up take. <laughs> it's still I, hilarious. I like a good throw-up take. <laughs> They don't use it that often, but they need to use throw up more in wrestling. <laughs> I, I am curious if Randy, like, because like we went all of Legends Night and Randy didn't yet yeah, ambush a single legend. Like he made the threat that oh he made he many might, threats. But yeah, I, I, and again I didn't. Uh, well, <laughs> so uh, primarily he just went to every legend and told them to step away or he's going to take them out. Type I saw thing. him. I saw his thing with the Big Show. Well, the main thing, honestly, the one that made me say he did it to Mark Henry, who's on a scooter because I think he's in a boot. So, like, oh, he can't God. walk. So, Mark Henry, you know, big old guy, is sitting there with one leg on a scooter, and he tells him, roll along, go away, so I can, before I make it so you never step in a ring. I was like, I actually feel bad for Mark Henry right now. Like, he just got, like, scolded like a dog, and he's just, like, getting, like, go, go. And I'm like, wow, damn. So, yeah, maybe because he didn't follow through, and they were all empty threats. It's perhaps something that, very subtle, and I honestly, I do think that something we had talked about it, many podcasts ago was that WWE needs to commit to long-term storytelling. I honestly think within the past few months, I'm starting to see that I, I think that they are committing to longer ish storylines, which make it easier to get involved. Like you're, you're probably more captivated now within storylines than you were maybe like last May easily. And I think that's because 
WWE, whatever's going on backstage and creative is probably saying like, let's actually commit to some, you know, and not like Seth Ray Mysterio feud that went on too long. Yeah. And nobody was into it. But I think if they, WWE is making these feuds longer in the sense that they're worth getting into and they're paying them off slash continuing them as needed. And they're not overworking it, overdoing it or underdoing it. And it, I mean, it's not a completely overwhelming change, but I, I've kind of noticed a little bit of these things and especially on SmackDown, you know, I, I think especially like, like Roman kind of like pioneered it almost where every match Roman has, despite with it being different people like Kevin Owens or Jay and soon to be Adam Pierce, it's continuing Roman story. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if maybe like Roman's been ready to come back during the pandemic at some point, but they kept holding him off for fans. Maybe he said something like I'm done waiting so maybe that did true because that is one thing I complained about many times. Over that the or summer. they realized that they're too far. exactly like fans like you don't know we no longer have it like especially when we started opening things back up cases went up like we have no definitive answer when things are happening when they'll have fans so I think they're finally committing to we can't prolong things because our viewership's just going to go down. You almost have to like provide a different product without fans in the building. Yes, like you have to present professional wrestling. Not necessarily the wrestling, but there there are many things you have to change subtly, but change nonetheless when you don't have that the energy of that live crowd in the arena. And yeah. now going on a year with no fans, a little under a year with no fans, WWE maybe is slowly starting to recognize the formula they need for these you know, strange times. Yeah, I almost feel like we're getting like more towards a TV show where they're actually writing story. Like, yeah, now that you say it, like over pandemic, there was like no storylines. I didn't really care. I just kept watching because I watch wrestling every week. I'm not going to skip a week. Whereas like, yeah, over the past two months, I honestly probably since Roman came back, I've actually been getting more invested into the actual shows. Like sure. Raw has only been watchable probably the last three weeks, if that, but SmackDown. Yeah. Honestly, since what was that SummerSlam he returned? Yep. I would say SmackDown's been extremely good since then. SmackDown and- has been watchable for a while. Yes. Yeah, it's, I think SmackDown is like probably the best wrestling next to like NXT. NXT, AEW, like Raw is definitely on the bottom. Oh, for sure. SmackDown, I think, is kind of on top because I think the Roman factor is something that is just a intangible that like NXT doesn't have Roman. AEW doesn't have Roman. Roman's a big thing right now in wrestling. And also like Big E's on the up and up. Kevin Owens is carrying that show. There's there's so much oh, going. Insane. There's so much going that you when you can combine these like really excellent wrestlers in the ring, but they're also so good at captivating what's happening outside the ring that makes me want to watch. Like Roman and Paul Heyman is my favorite thing, no yeah. matter what they're doing. I would even say like since Sami Zayn's return, he's been insanely captivating. Yeah, Sami Zayn like, too has been has been excellent. doing the Intercontinental storyline into like the Sami Awards, following into be like he's even still continuing that now, trying to say he's still the Intercontinental champion. Like if anyone's committing to a storyline and continuing it, like yeah, I would say Sami and Roman have just been like, and then you throw Kevin in the mix, they've just been hard carrying that show. And while we're on it, the the Christmas episode of SmackDown with Roman and Kevin in the steel cage match and Big E wins the yep. Intercontinental title. It's probably like the best SmackDown in years. It peaked over four million. It was arguably granted they had the they had the benefit of uh, the football uh, overflow because it went NFL and then on Fox right into SmackDown. So there were probably still a few people who were watching football who just left the TV on, or maybe they're like, let's check it out. But WWE absolutely capitalized with an awesome right oh, out of the gate 100%. awesome steel cage match with Kevin and Roman, and they definitely like were given an opportunity and they absolutely attacked it in the, the best way possible. So that was an awesome episode. I almost feel like they, they've been taking a page out of NXT because we still say NXT is like the triple A's or the undercard. And like, so they have to put like 150% in everything they do has to be insane or they might not have a match next week. They might not have a job. Like someone like Roman could have like a slip up one week, but he's not going to get punished for it. Like sometimes it happens, but I feel like for the people on the smaller shows, if you make a screw up, you could all of a sudden just not be in a storyline anymore. So I feel like people on SmackDown have been noticing that. And they're like, yo, let's start getting better. Like Daniel Bryan's been, I feel, doing better. Like Chad Gable's no longer Shorty G. Like SmackDown has stepped up. And I would say they're probably my second favorite show. I will still probably keep saying NXT is my favorite. I can't help it. Finn Balor, Karen Cross, UE, I, they're so good. Uh, but I, I do think they're good. 
Who do you think, um, or who would you like to see from SmackDown and Royal Rumble? Like win it or just be in it? Be in it. That hasn't been like announced yet. Like maybe someone that we haven't seen for a while. That's a good question. Uh, why? Do you have somebody in mind? Well, I would have said Otis, but he literally got announced, I think, yeah. this morning or I last think, night. Um, I think we talked about I would have liked to have seen Seth come back with Burn It Down. Um, I think the obvious answer is you have to get Dominic in there because Dominic needs the experience in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> so he's going to he, – like I would be shocked if he's not a part of it, but it's going to be – you know, how is he going to do in his first Royal Rumble? Not, yeah. not like, how's Diamond? Can you stop chewing on that? Thank you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that Dominic, it's not like, let's is he going to like do well? Is he going to win it? It's a matter of, he's never been in one. He's a young wrestler. Let's just get him in there and start learning. Yeah. Hey, every year you're going to have to do this. Your dad has been in here for 60 minutes before. He's won one, you know. So other than that, I mean, there's... I'd imagine like the entire roster is going to be on the uh, in the Royal Rumble. So you don't think they're going to give him the Santino treatment of as soon as he gets in, someone Dominic? Yeah. Oh God, no, that'd be awful. <laughs> that would be. That would just like. And he just nobody can do that like Santino can. Uh, Bushwhacker, first one that no. did it. Uh, yes, but also didn't uh, Sheamus also last one second a few years ago? Yeah, it was like I think to advance a storyline, he got in and some little guy. It might have even honestly been Chad Gable or someone of that stature. Oh, I like that. Like that. It's always funny when that happens to a big um, guy. But on the um on the women's side though, um I'm trying to like I have one in mind first. I think them. I think when if we're if we're simply talking about SmackDown, it doesn't really matter who's in it because Bianca Belair has to win it. Hundred percent. And if they if she doesn't, there's only one other person I think maybe could, and that's Sony. You know, I was actually thinking the same thing, but a different person. I was thinking maybe they were going to advance Alexa Bliss somehow over the next couple weeks. But Alexa doesn't need to win the Rumble. I don't think she does. Advance. Whereas I just mean Bianca like, Belair. Well, by advance, I mean like her, uh, like obvious character development mm-hmm. of she's going to get some sort of fiend like persona, mm-hmm. maybe. So that's what I meant by that was like, yeah, but you know what though? It's one of the, I mean, wouldn't you agree that when you're captivating like that and you're working with a character like Bray, you don't need a belt to like no. further yourself where some, there are some people in wrestling that they kind of need the belt to make me want to tune in to see what they're doing. Like Braun Strowman. Yeah, he did come to mind. And it was sad because when he had the belt, I just cared less. Dude, literally, it was just Braun, you said that. Braun was the first person, I think, now that you say it, though, is like, he's the one person I think I enjoyed more without the belt. Well, I, I think just, everybody would agree that we enjoy Braun then. Well, I was thinking because, like, at the time when you wanted him to have the belt was when he was best. Yeah. But instead of giving him a real belt, they gave him the Saudi Arabia Royal Rumble belt, greatest Rumble ever belt or whatever was it, it was. Was it? like? A- well, I think they gave him a trophy and a belt. But then the belt just like never got used or anything. It was like the most irrelevant thing. I think he did a Andrade, Andrade, Jesus, uh, Andre Battle Royale at WrestleMania. Yeah. So they were just like, we don't want to give you the main title, so we're just going to give you these little things to keep you happy. I mean, at the end of the day, though, Braun Strowman beat Gold. No, it was WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah so because Roman couldn't step into it. So that's uh, which I'm still shocked. Goldberg comes back and doesn't get in Roman's face. Like you didn't beat me for it. Like. And like, cause no, that's because of, it, that that's simply like a creative decision where it doesn't make sense. Like, we don't want Goldberg anywhere. Sorry, Roman is leaps and bounds like ahead. Goldberg will only pull Roman down. Yeah, but imagine if he beat Goldberg in thirty seconds. Uh to be honest, if they were to have a match now, I would kind of expect. Like, they do what they did with Brock Lesnar, where Goldberg like immediately hits a spear, but then yeah. Roman just gets up like that's all you got. If 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 Goldberg were to spear Roman immediately and Roman kicks out at one. And then, like, Roman were to spear him back and win, I'd, I'd pop like I've never Dude, before. Exa- Dude, exactly. Right. And that's what I've been thinking. Because this past week, we found out the two title matches, which one of them, I think, makes sense. One of them is completely dumb. And we're talking about Goldberg because it's Goldberg versus Drew McIntyre. And apparently, there was a huge botch in that storyline. Yeah, you can explain it because I, again, didn't watch. Well, it didn't matter. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't, I guess. Well, yeah, it didn't matter that you didn't watch because... Like I said, originally the main event for Raw Legend Night was supposed to be Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, because they're two legends. They're going to top off the show. Makes sense. Over the weekend, they decided Goldberg's facing literally, yes, within days, like that weekend. And then they go into the Raw main event and the show ran over. Apparently after the Drew Keith match. Yeah, I know, right? It's a three-hour show, and they still managed to run over. It, that, that's mind-boggling uh, right there. That's insane. Headache. Well, but then also NXT ran over 10 minutes. They're allowed to. They had, like, no commercial breaks. They did picture-in-picture, like, AEW. Their their runoff, though, is, like, worth Oh, that was. <laughs> I literally, like, you and 
our front field were messaging me about AEW, and I'm like, nah, dude, I, I got to watch this last seven minutes of NXT. I don't care about AEW. But, like, apparently after the Keith Lee-Drew match, Keith Lee was supposed to cut a promo, which I'm assuming he would have made snide remarks towards the Legends because his whole gimmick as champion has been all about respect and respecting who came before him, respecting the title and earning respect. But Goldberg comes out and says, you've been disrespecting the legends. You show no respect. And it made yeah, that's no cringe. sense. That's cringe. Like why, how on earth does that happen? Like, how does that get past creative or how does that? Well, like I said, apparently the botch was, he was supposed to cut a promo. He doesn't cut a promo. So when Goldberg went out, he like, didn't, I guess maybe know what to do. Because at first, my thought watching the show was Goldberg must have – I thought Goldberg comes out, says, I'm next, drops the mic, walks out. Yeah, that, That's what I expected. That would have been perfect. As I mean, soon not, as, not perfect because Goldberg's there, but it would have been – that's all you need. As soon as he started saying more than two words, I went – he must have decided from the entrance to the ring, I'm going to cut a promo. And that's the only way that all made sense. Everyone's like cringe. <laughs> Even the legends are probably like, what the fuck are you talking about? And – it's just weird. It would have actually, the other thing that would have made sense was if he came in and was like, who have you beaten? Randy Orton, that's it. Like, and tries to make a like, uh, argument that Drew really hasn't beaten any known people. Like he beat Keith Lee, who's only been around for raw a couple months and he's only been in the business a couple years. So like, maybe that argument could have been made. I'm wondering if like Vince said that he has to say something about legend because it was probably night, so. Well, yeah, he could have been like, you haven't really beaten any legends other than Ray. Like, he could have made it that, and it would have made way more sense. But I wonder, like I said, if he was supposed to go out and just say, I'm next, and, like, Vince was like, hey, also mention Legends Night. And then we got the promo we got. And then, of course, to make it even worse for Drew, Goldberg pushes him down, and they cut the show there and end it. Supposedly, Drew got up and Glasgow kissed Goldberg afterwards. And they don't show that. Yeah, and I'm just like, bro, you gotta be, like... Just not once, but twice in five minutes, they just make Drew go from like this awesome dude to well, you're in the dumbest storyline. What happens? So, like that aside, though, it's it is what it is. We're gonna get that match at Royal Rumble. But what would have been your if you had hundred percent control? What would your decision have been? Who would what would be the match for Drew? <sighs> for Drew, like that, because that, it's it, it kind of Goldberg kind of opens up a question. Like what what would have been the match that makes the most sense at Rumble? And there really is no straight answer. I guess Keith Lee. But they're clearly not high on Keith Lee. Well, if anything, you could have continued, like, maybe even, like, he, uh, Sheamus interfered in the match, like, helping Drew win to, like, make Drew give him a title shot. Because they're obviously building towards those two are going to maybe feud, like, but also they can make it about, like, respect about each other, not, like, he backstabs Drew and becomes face it. Yeah, again. I'm hoping they're not building that friendship so that, they think the feud will be big enough that it can be done without a bell. Oh, to be like Sasha and Bailey, except no, without a bell. <laughs> like I'm worried that they're going to be like Drew can drop the belt because he's in such a good storyline now. When we break up him and Sheamus, and I'm going to be like that'd be bad. Yeah. Oh, so like like Brian they, John Cena. <laughs> yeah, and like they're just like, oh, Goldberg's going to get the belt from Drew because then Goldberg has the belt and Drew. I I don't think Goldberg's going to get the belt. I don't. If if Goldberg gets the belt, the Miz better cash in immediately and take it. Like, that's the only <laughs> way I would be okay with it. Because if Goldberg somehow walks away after beating Drew, like, that, nowhere in a million years do I yeah, believe that. I'm really starting to, I love the Money in the Bank briefcase. I think it's an awesome idea, but it's been kind of a joke the past three years. It doesn't feel like it's been in the right hands for the past two or three Money in the Banks. Like, it used to be, it used to mean something. Like, like Braun Strowman had it, failed cash-in. Um, Brock, Brock Lesnar came out of nowhere and kept teasing when he was going to cash it in and then cash it, and it just didn't feel special. Otis has it, gives it to the Miz, Miz loses it, we give it back to the Miz. I don't hate that angle. I think that's a unique angle because they've never that done was. it before. But it's like, whatever happened to just like, you, you gave the money in the bank to like the next rising star that you want to be champion, he cashes in in dramatic fashion, whoops ass. Like, it doesn't feel like it's Which is insane. Cool it used anymore. to be that way. Like, I don't like cashed in on Alberto Del Rio. That was the Second biggest pop. And the fact like that WWE. it was heel. Yeah. Still insane. Every, well, that's when everybody was rightfully, you know, super in on Dolph and they pushed him and he has a belt on that. Well, no. He... Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. I didn't think about that. I'm like, <laughs> did he win the 24-7 or I missed it or something? I forgot about that. But there was another time when he beat Authority. That's when he also should have got pushed, but they screwed him multiple times. Yes. I Honestly, now that I think about it, I feel like ever since John Cena broke the stereotype of 
you cash it in at these opportunities. Cause he was the first one, I believe to fail it and cash in at like, Hey, you and me, this pay-per-view like straight up, that's our match. Yeah, and that, honestly, that, I feel like since then it's, that's an angle that like the whole point of the briefcase is these two guys go to war at a huge pay-per-view and then just like out of nowhere, the guy comes in, cashes and wins it. The only like John Cena could do that because it fits his character. Yes, like, I'm not going to sneak up on you. I got this opportunity. I'm going to take you on face to face like a man. But like that doesn't fit the Miz. That doesn't fit exactly. Otis. It's like it's really just reserved for John, like a John Cena type. I think it worked that. for Braun when he did it. I think he just got screwed. He should have won. Mm. But it felt like no, because it, it the the re, the thing with Braun is that the the deeper thing is that it shows they're giving they don't have a real plan for money in the banking and they're just kind of like giving it to a spur of the moment who they think should have it they're not again ironically a few minutes ago just talked about their good long-term storylines it doesn't seem like they have any plan with the money in the bank briefcase the past three and they i think it's important ww really needs to start getting on that and make up the women's they've been fine with i think the women's money in the bank briefcase they've been doing fine with but the men's like so yeah now that i think about it like if we're being realistic like this upcoming Money in the Bank, like, depending on, like, who should win it. Like, it, you would have to, uh, and this is, I guess, maybe the problem is I can't off the top think of something, but, like, they'd wind up giving it to, like, Baron Corbin or something or Dominic. And I'd be like, that's probably not the right play. Well, they've already given it to Baron. And, like, now that you, right. now that you say that, and I think about it, like, think of the people who successfully did it, like, and they did it in a like, very specific fashion, Seth at WrestleMania, Dean Ambrose yeah, yeah, against Roman. Like Those are great. And those were like, now that I think about it, they had a plan. Like they already knew like, this is when you're doing it. And we have it yes, planned out. But they were also like, you're somebody we want as champion. But and the, the fans expect that like you having that briefcase means something. Yeah. I yeah. don't feel it with Miz now. But then when you look at it with Baron and Otis and like Baron, I'm pretty sure his actually got taken away in a failure as punishment. Like I think something happened because if you notice ever since then, he's been straight up a yes man. Like a hundred percent. He's like followed everything to the T. Uh but yeah, now that I think about it, and then with Otis, I was like, no chance he cashes in on a heavyweight. It's going to be a tag title. And then you made a comment like, oh, the Miz and Morrison are going to do that same thing. If they do, I'll be mad that they didn't do it with heavy machinery. Mm-hmm. But they've been also kind of hinting like they're going to break up. So. But again, but what's the point of – the point of giving it to Otis was stupid because they thought the fans might be into it. We weren't. Well, so at the time, everyone was super into Otis because of the Mandy Rose storyline. Like everyone loved him, so they probably thought we can push no, him. I don't want to like – I'm not like disagreeing with you in a mean way. I don't think people were as into Otis. I, Possibly. I don't, I, again, though, like getting Otis in a storyline with Mandy is fine. The Money in the Bank briefcase is meant to be given to like the A guys. Or like a guy, a young star that you think is going to be an A guy. Like to be honest with you, you know who should win the Money in the Bank briefcase? Damian Priest. Yes. Because Damian Priest, when he comes to that main roster, that dude's a badass. I think his character, like the 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 carefree rock star sort of like at like carefree attitude. But he's badass and he's got this like cool swagger to him. That's a guy that like he can come up to the main roster, immediately like make his presence felt, give him the briefcase, and like it actually means something. When yeah. Damian Priest has it. That would be insane. Which actually, I think he, because I was going to ask you later in the, like, who you think could be a surprise or a call up for Royal Rumble. I Damian think, Priest. 100%. I think <laughs> Damian Priest is going to debut at the Royal Rumble. And if he doesn't put, like, several people over and go for, like, 30 minutes, like, they screwed that up. Well, I know somebody who did that last Royal Rumble and didn't win it and has not had a title opportunity. Bianca Belair. Oh, yeah. In her debut. I'm I'm like sitting there going, I'm thinking, because I was thinking men's. Right. She got robbed. Everyone agreed. her debut set the record. Everyone's like, Bianca's got this. When she was eliminated, it's like, okay, like she had an awesome showing. This is going to build more things. She kind of disappeared for a while, and now she's back, rightfully so. But like, they really, really need to let Bianca has to win this Royal Rumble. I think that almost feeds into like the whole issue with the fans of the pandemic, because like her disappearing was right around that time of fans disappeared because like she didn't really have any momentum fair, to WrestleMania because you can't push her into any WrestleMania storylines at that time. So she's perfect for after WrestleMania. That's a fair point. But then Absolutely. everything well, she, happened. She was perfect for having- Yes. And so they were like, well, we're going to put you on the back burner because mm-hmm. we don't want to lose you. Like even they were like, oh, we'll put you with the Street Profits because that makes sense and you'll have a feud. But then they started doing the comedy thing with Viking Raiders because right. – 
So they were like, but we they took her out to protect her because they didn't want to and embarrass now that, her. Now that the fans, I think they had thought like by SummerSlam we'd have fans. Yes. Everything. Well, here we are, five months after that or four months after that, we don't. Eventually, they're like, okay, we have to just continue. A hundred percent. And uh, like we mentioned, kind of right script a different wrestling show without that energy and the fan, live fans in the crowd. So it, it's good though that she's. It seems like they're going to start doing right by her. Uh, Charlotte uh, needs to stay far, far away from these belts. It's not going to be good. I think she she'll can. be there to el- get eliminated by someone like Bianca. I agree. Like, but I think she's the one that eliminated Bianca last year after, because so. didn't she win last year? Charlotte, apparently, from what I heard, she won because she was, quote-unquote, cashing in a favor. Yeah, I, I, I heard if, something that it was very sketchy, like last-minute decision. It was right, Charlotte so or I, something. I, again, we're not the guys to, like, don't quote us on that. No. We, I, we read the rumor mills that other people write t- and yes. hope it's true. <laughs> yeah, so that – um, yeah. You know, this goes to show we – we, we you wanted to talk about Raw and SmackDown, but yet there's really not much to talk about besides it, the it, There's very little, yeah. It's mainly like what built into Royal Rumble, which is funny because, like I said, like I talked about that botch and we talk about Charlotte. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but like Ric Flair tripped up Charlotte. Yeah. Supposedly that was a botch yeah. and Ric Flair mistimed it or like the timing in the match in general was off. Why can't we just let Rick go home and just... I know a lot of people have actually been starting to say, like, Rick, you're starting to, like, humiliate yourself. Like, you're embarrassing. Like, you uh, need to stop. And they, I th- honestly, I'm starting to feel that way. Like, yeah, dude, you, like, you did great with Randy, and I think you should have stopped after that. I still don't think they should have did it the way they did. That's a whole other thing. But, yeah, now he's just been, like, he's just kind of, like, lingering. He's not even, like, really doing anything with Charlotte. He's just showing back up to hang out with Charlotte. Like, there's no. It's like he's bored and just wants to Yeah, he's just like, oh, I just want to go Vince do my thing. Vince is like, we need a legend around. I'm sorry, Ric Flair doesn't bring viewers to the table. Not anymore, yeah. He doesn't like, bring anything, and he's been so overused. Yeah, at least, like, with Randy, like, doing the dirtiest player in the game thing, like, he it worked with Randy. Now he's, like, he has no role. He should just go home, relax, retire, live his life, but I'm, I'm sure he can't, like, let go. He wants to be involved with Charlotte, which, mm. if it's true that that was a botch, with Charlotte following up and saying, I don't need you anymore, yeah. and, like, cutting that promo, like, the wherewithal to think of that and like the professionalism yeah, like that's, that's insane i'll give her credit that's a incredibly like if that was not planned insane that's credit where credit's due like charlotte does listen i have no problems with charlotte at all i think she's probably like the best female wrestler top five easy like female wrestlers yeah. right now when it comes to like promo she's not bad i, I think there but it's just the fact that it's just the fans don't want charlotte for the time being three years from now who knows what yeah, you know, like Charlotte, but it, it's just so her pulling off that move was absolutely like an incredible, like a veteran, a veteran, like ring awareness sort of move that like only a veteran like Charlotte can do. But it's just like no offense. It's just we don't want I, we don't need a main belt on Charlotte. No, like, if they had like lower tier women's belts besides just the tag team belts and the two main show belts. I'd be like, yeah, give like Charlotte the women's equivalent of like the U.S. title or something. I'd be fine with that, but they don't have that for the women. Yeah, exactly. Like that's I honestly I feel like because I had to quickly look it up to make sure I was right. Because uh, it looks like Women's Revolution was right around 2015 time, and she's held two NXT titles, one after and one prior. So out of her 12 titles, 10 of them were a Raw or SmackDown or Divas or Women's Champion in some way. So it means in five years. She held that title 10 times. No wonder why people are – like, I actually was hoping that was a bigger span, like, from 2012 to that. Like, yeah. that's two title runs a year, and each one was lengthy, except for maybe one time with Sasha Banks. But, like, I think that's why people are just, like, if you just leave the title on someone for too long, it's not like when John Cena first got his title. I think, actually, like, 22 out of the 24 months he was champion. At the time, people were so into the Doctor of Thugonomics that – that was the right move. Nowadays, people lose. Everyone has ADHD. Their attention span sucks. If you drag something out too long, people are going to just be like, we're over it. Mm-hmm. Hence why your viewership drops. Like, I think Raw actually peaked over 2 million this yeah, week. Because the Legends peaked. It's the, uh, the, the Legends pop. Yeah, well, so they, like, hyped it with the Legends. And so I felt like they delivered up until the literal last five minutes a very solid show that maybe next week they'll break 1.5 again because they've been hovering what, like 1.2 million viewers for the past year? Like 1.6. Really? I didn't yeah. think it was even that high. So it's it's the Legends like increase solely because it was Legends Night. 
And that number this Monday will be right back down to like one five, one six. I would imagine. I'd imagine that too. But I honestly, and then I think they need to take take these next couple weeks, do something really good, and then have some really big wow factors at Rumble, like having Bianca win. And the following weeks, they could start seeing two million viewerships again. No fans, though. It it is. It is going to be Rumble. Which I was saying to Paul, are you ready to talk about the most historic Rumble? Because we're going to have the first ever Royal Rumble with no fans. Which means, because they already have it recorded, they're probably going to play fake countdowns from 10 to 1. Which that I'm fine with. It won't feel the same, but at least it works. But like, can you do surprises or returns or call-ups? Like, you don't get that wow. Like, they're going to choose a pop vocal and just play it? It's just, it's not, I, 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 yeah, I like AEW has a little bit of fans. Like I, if I were WWE, I, I'm sorry. I'd be doing everything you can to try to get more. Well, from what I read, Vince was trying to get fans for the rumble and he was getting no cert. I think By who? I, I would have to find the article again. It was just, it wasn't looking like it. I apparently, I, but I bet you, I wouldn't be shocked if Vince wasn't pushing for like AEW, like 10% capacity or something, he's probably pushing. Like I want 50 plus percent. Which, of course, everyone's going to be like, be done. no. Yeah, exactly. Right like, now. look at uh, Cuomo allowed the Bills fans to have 5,000? 6, 6, oh, okay. I thought in, you said 16. That probably holds like, like 70,000. I think we looked least. it up and there were roughly around 70,000. So they had between five and 7,000 fans. Yeah. I guarantee you, Vince, that was not good enough for him. He would want, because he would have to dismantle the Thunderdome. He would have to make seats, like a whole bunch. Of, he would have to be worth his time. Yeah, but I, that is worth, I'm sorry. I think that is worth your time. I Vince. do not disagree. Like it's having fans back would be like, do you know what's going to be the ultimate like viewer pop increase? The first episode with fans back. Yep. And like, I can't wait for that. What if this just randomly popped in my head? They're actually putting all these ploys out, but they actually got like a bunch of people like secretively messaged people and was like, you can't put anything on social media or we'll sue you or whatever yada yada and made it so people had to keep secret and all of a sudden on when we How have many the rumble, people do you expect to hear? something would have been most likely a hundred percent like i i that'd be such a weird swerve it, I, so i i, I, I would, think that is way too next level for wwe Ralph, i would but love that but no it was just when it's the first time i thought of it in the middle of an episode obviously that's not going to happen but it would be interesting and i know like one thing i said to you was I think they could do some things like special effects with the Thunderdome to make it like more of an experience because you are missing that factor of the fans. So like I said, like, okay, maybe the screens that have all the fans' faces turn into countdown timers and you just see numbers all over yeah. the place. Like mm-hmm. they got to do these little things, I think, to make it better because this is going to be just like WrestleMania. This is going to be the weirdest Royal Rumble. There's no fans for arguably tied with WrestleMania as the most important pay-per-view with fans like mm. that's where you have debuts you have surprise returns like like yeah if they call up damian priest this time like they're gonna put in a fake pop track and you're gonna be like it's just not the same well you know I'm, i'll be honest with you if there were fans and damian priest did come he wouldn't get a pop really a lot of people would be like who is that i don't know i think he would i feel we, like a lot over the, the NXT, years we have the nxt guys come up every year and they don't really quite get the pop because i don't think that many people I think usually the big guys do. Like Adam Cole, I felt, got a good one. Andrade, I'll give you. No, Adam Cole's 2018 was when he came in. And he had that, like, the... the, He was all taped up because they did War Games the day before. Yeah, he didn't... War Games? uh, No, it was just TakeOver. He just had Um, a brutal TakeOver because it's Adam Cole. He didn't quite get... He was there, Aleister Black was there. They didn't quite get the pops. I have to watch that. You know what it is? There's a lot of, like, again, there's a lot of, like, casual fans that go to the Royal Rumble because, like, oh, it's in my city. I'll buy tickets. And go, I watch Raw every now and then. I used to be a big wrestling fan. So, like, you know, I mean, there's only like six, there's only like 600,000 people watching NXT yeah, I'll give on you a that. night. So there aren't going to be, how many of those people are going to be in a, you know. <laughs> well, it's just back in the day. Well, and by back in the day, I literally mean within the past year, uh, takeovers were the same weekend as pay-per-views. Oh, no, they so still like, are. They still are. But it's also like. No, I think they're different now. No. The last couple takeovers were distinctively separate weekends. Well, the Survivor Series one. There, I think there was an like maybe been, like war games was different. Nor in a normal world they'd be doing it the Saturday before. Yeah, you're definitely right about that. But again, it's like I guess it's just different. Where like even if you do know who it is, the NXT guys are kind of expected anyway. Some of them. So even I don't really pop. I'm just like, oh yeah, so like Johnny Gargano's here. I'd expect him to come in, showcase, then get thrown out. Yeah, I guess I could see that. I, I agree. Uh, no, I, I quickly look at going all the way back to June. They've been different. 
in oh, your house and Backlash were on different weekends. You know, I wonder. And they did Money in Bank. Yeah, that was the weird. I wonder shitty. if they, they've they've been deciding to like change it because they're making them trying to compete more with AEW. Maybe, and I guess like you spread out more pay per views. Yeah, and maybe they did notice like. Maybe they actually looked at the data, like how me and my friends, we went to both NXT, TakeOver, and WrestleMania. Maybe they're noticing different fans, like, because that would be all under the same sale. You would buy your WrestleMania and your TakeOver tickets at the same time. Maybe they're noticing those actually were different fans, so they were just like, let's just spread it out and, like, increase money somehow, some way. Like, it's a weird thought, but, like, maybe they did notice a difference to where they were like, let's just give them each their own weekend and treat them like separate entities. But I did really like when they had it together because that was a great-ass weekend. Yeah. But it, it it's going to be a weird rumble. I expect them to try to do something different. Like I hope. Or at least just have like a really cool rumble match. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe we'll get Brock Lesnar 2.0 match again. And, but this time he just literally eliminates all 29 competitors. I would I literally mean, I quit. Could, I'd quit wrestling. <laughs> I don't know. I, I could definitely see Brock making in maybe an appearance. I don't know. He's apparently still a free agent. I was going to say, like, as soon as he's not a free agent, no way that word doesn't get, like, spread around. Yeah, so who knows? But I just, there's no company that can, like, people, maybe you were talking to me about it, or our friend Phil, just like, he's not going to AEW. No. People need to understand, Brock is not going to AEW. I don't care what all these, like, hardcore wrestling fans think. Like, it's the equivalent of, like, is is a baseball player going to go to like the New York Yankees or the Oakland A's the choice? Like, sure, the Oakland A's may be better and they treat their players better. I don't know, but like you're and you're a big fan of the Oakland A's. But a guy's going to go play in the biggest city in the world for the most popular team, the most successful team, top class organization team, and that's exactly what Brock Lesnar's like. Why would I go to AEW? Yeah, hundred percent. WWE is the biggest wrestling company in the world. He's going to get the most money from them. Brock doesn't necessarily need the money though. He'll probably just be like, what? Is gonna like matter most to me. Why? What would he do at AEW? Yeah, fight John Silver. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? There's just, there's nobody in a if Brock feuded with any like. I just who cares? So I you know maybe Brock doesn't even come back if he did somehow show up at the Rumble. I wouldn't be shocked, but I also he enjoys his life in the country. I could see him if there was a time for him to come back, be like surprise number thirty to face Roman at WrestleMania. Out of desperation, maybe. Added, like, to get viewership for WrestleMania. And then I think, honestly, Roman wins that and 100%. furthers him even more. Like, especially, like, they could play, like, a Paul, uh, I was about to say Paul Bearer angle, Jesus. Uh, Paul Heyman angle, almost. Like, he has to decide. Yeah, like, it's not dangerous, decide, but, like, though, with Brock because he wants to, like, have title matches and have yes. a belt when he's there. And he's not going to get that wrong. I 100% agree. But I, I could see Vince being like, hey, one time, do this. Here's a lot of money. Because I remember, actually, you brought up money. I read an article where, like, Tony Schiavone, apparently Vince was trying to pick him up when, like, AEW was starting. And Tony Khan straight up told Tony Schiavone, if they offer you a million dollars, (laughs) go. Like, so obviously, like, and Tony was up front, apparently, with all of it. He explained all of it. It was a really interesting article. But just thinking about it, like, AEW might have, like, kind of deep pockets. But I think they're also, like, they're going to evaluate people and pay them what they think is worth and what they're going to do with them. They're not going to just buy up any and every talent and i also think too it's if they sign brock lesnar i'll just be like thought aw wanted to be different and all they do is sign w yep. wwe talent i i would i would 100 percent. i that would be the biggest storyline in my mind is, it's wow. just the only people who actually have been relevant with belts in aw is ex wwe guys or the elite oh it's just like uh <laughs> well brody Lee. the the homer simpson meme where like he's wearing a fan shirt goes in the bushes come back out as a different fan shirt so, yeah, he's just wearing AEW merch, goes back into the bushes, comes out, he's WWE. Yes. Oh, uh, <laughs> like, because honestly, you say, like, who would he fight? The only one I could think of is maybe Wardlow or Luchasaurus. Like, that's it. Why on earth would go? But exactly. Like, like why? So that's that's why. Yeah. So if anyone thinks he's going to AEW just because of, like, staying and all these other people that are willing to go, no. Like, Sting went, we already know, because of a personal relationship. Brock, if he ever returns, will be WWE. I agree. If anything... Maybe he'll go help Rock run XFL as a co-vice president or something. Shut up. <laughs> He's a formal NFL player, at least practice, college. Practice. Well, because that Vince was like, "Hey, I'll give you more money, less work." Okay, maybe not no, more money, but, but less work and better Brock, longevity. Brock left WWE to try to be a football player. That didn't work out, and then he did MMA. And then after MMA, he came back. Oh, I thought he did NFL into, M- into WWE into WWE into MMA. But he has also just a really weird career. Yeah, in 2006, he pursued mm-hmm. his career in MMA. Yep. So, yeah, he might have did yep. a stint 
uh, in between all that. When you're just a freak of nature, you like, literally can do whatever you, you anything want. Anything physical and combative, have fun. Like, I wish. If I had a body labor, I could do whatever the <laughs> hell I wanted. Right. Like, literally that dude just, I, yeah, can do whatever he wants. And I wish I had that kind of authority. He couldn't be a pro football Well, we don't, baby. He chose. He's like, you know, I, I'm well, over it. was his dream to play. I don't know. I was 15 at the time. 14, and I just didn't really care what Brock Lesnar was doing in the NFL. So yeah, no one I didn't cared. follow the story. But, I mean, if you, like, he, I, as far as I know, he didn't play in NFL. Like, Baron Corbin, too, was on practice squads for the Cardinals. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, which is always Listen, weird to me because, like. Ju- it's not easy to make it to the NFL. No, <laughs> it's not. It's not like MMA where you can kind of transition. And, like, maybe if you're a big freak of nature like Brock Lesnar, it'll work out. But, you know, I think that's why Baron Corbin, they don't really bring it up that often. They more bring up the fact that he was like a Golden Gloves champion, yeah. which is still in its own right, extremely impressive. Yeah, yep, you're right. Lesnar left WWE to pursue his career in NFL. Yep. He was named defensive tackle for the Minnesota Vikings, but was cut before the start of the 2004 season. Yeah, he so he made it, but then got cut. He's big, but he was probably just too slow. And like when you go to the NFL on the line, oh, these guys yeah. are just as big as you and they're faster. Oh, yeah. And then especially at like... Uh, linebacker status, like sure he's a big freak of nature, but if he's not good oh, on his feet, Brock, if there's he's no not, way Brock. They should have just put him on the O line. I bet you they would have tried him out as a uh, linebacker if he couldn't handle the D lines a linebacker. Well, I mean, like at start they were like, let's put you here, and that didn't work out. Now let's try this. That didn't work. I don't out. want to beat up on Brock because I do. I, I'm who, loving it. <laughs> who am I to talk? Because I love Brock Lesnar, and he's who am I to say anything? Yeah, and one I'm punch nobody, he could probably kill us. It sounds like get right, but it sounds like the coaches were probably like Brock. Like when you're a professional coach, you can see things in guys, and you know when somebody oh, yeah. is or isn't. And they likely just were like, <laughs> "Yeah." Brock was like, "All right, I'll go get and knock people out in an octagon." And hey, that worked out for him because he's a freaking nature. Maybe one day we'll be lucky. We in like five years, we can get a Brock Lesnar interview somehow. Yeah, and then he's gonna come back, listen to all, all these him, old episodes, three million dollars, and ask him, and he can say nothing about it. Yeah, and then <laughs> he'll listen to all of our old episodes and me saying, oh, yeah, yeah, who cares? Uh, he's got plenty of better things. Who, I don't well, even listen to our old so, episodes. So, someone will make like a <laughs> compilation of five minutes of, yo, listen to what Ralph said about you. And then instead, it's going to be Brock showing up just to put me through a table, <laughs> which we're going to make sure we get that recorded. I won't even sue him because that's going to be like a 50 million view on YouTube right there. And I'll make money from that. Which honestly, if Brock, if you hear this, you can just do it now. Put you through a table? Yeah, 100%. I would let any, I would even write, uh, sign up. Not a petition, a waiver form. Mm-hmm. Any current named wrestler, I will say named because it's relevant. I'm not going to let Leo Rush do it, no offense. Put me through a table so I can record it and put it on YouTube. Yeah, I'm down for that too. I'd much rather see my table. You know, I think I'd rather get punched in the gun. No, you'd rather go through a table. I got a lot of padding. You'd rather go uh, You'd rather go through a table. Well, okay, guys, uh, get Brock Lesnar in here. Let's find out. We're going to do both. He's going to punch me. I'm going to go through a table. We're going to see which one I prefer. If someone makes that happen, you are a co-host owner of this podcast. And as an owner, co-owner, as you don't get anything. No. So. No one gets anything. You just get the right to be like, I do it with these guys. <laughs> anyway. I, I don't know why I did that. Anyway, do you wanna, I, I know we're going to do another episode after this. So is there anything else you want to say on this one? I I enjoyed this because we didn't get to talk about the future. Uh, I guess we already know who's, well, we know who should win women's. Who do you think for men's? Because honestly, this is I the one year I, I got yeah, no I one. Can't, I can't even. Damien Priest. <laughs> Dude, that, honestly, I'd be cool with that, but yeah, the odds of it not happening. Um, so, like, I don't want to say Randy because I feel like that's just played out, but I would like to see Randy tie Stone Cold for three. I would be fine with that. Like, it depends. Like, who your safe option is probably Daniel Bryan or AJ. I think Daniel Bryan would be cool. I feel like they're kind of building him for, like, yeah. one more run, one so more I, I'd probably, if I were to like bet i would probably yeah it's all in the hips i i love the fact that they did that i'm gonna bring it up it's all, right. all in the hips it's all in... happy gilmore great movie yeah, I, know <laughs> I know i just in case somehow we have like a 18 year old fan listening that's never seen happy gilmore go see happy gilmore that, that, just making sure i'm covering my bases so honestly i'd be cool with daniel bryan winning i'm f- i think i like that option yeah i'll go with that it's just you know it, it depends on like does the rock come back for roman if like Daniel Bryan wins, that's probably means no. that's still that like that's another they. If I were them, honestly, I think I would do it for this WrestleMania to make sure you have the viewerships, even though there's no fans. Well, you're not sure if there's fans, so you're taking that gamble. But I think for this WrestleMania, if it is the second one that has no fans, 
you need to put on a stellar show. You need to have. Yeah, it's it's, it's got to be. It sucks though. For it's not a hundred percent. Every everyone's getting hurt by this. A hundred percent. So everyone, take care of yourself. Let's get over this pandemic. Let's get it done with. You're right, Ralph. Absolutely, I agree with that. <laughs> Thanks for that. Did I get in there? I will find out. That's <laughs> hilarious. I hope it did. But no, I think that's. I think Daniel Bryan for now. Uh, next week, I might change. We'll see what happens. I feel like until we hear more people, maybe see some returns. That I think he is the safe bet right now. Is Daniel? You know Bryan. who? You know actually who should probably like, but they'll never. Put. I I would love that, but ever since he got put with Shinsuke, I don't think he's like ever going to be a singles push competitor again. Shinsuke as well, but they won't. Maybe Andrade comes back. Yeah, we haven't seen him in a couple weeks. You know, uh, Andrade kind of. Nah, I don't think he. I think Daniel Bryan is the safe bet. Uh, Daniel Bryan will always be the safe. I don't think anyone will, unless he does his, I'm the world champ again, eco-friendly. Unless he does that again, I think no one will ever hate Daniel Bryan. But I would like, if Seth Rollins appears, he comes out as the like the Messiah music starts, and then it just turns to burn it down. Like, saying he, uh, like, that'd be cool. like, not just like burn it down yells. I would like to hear Messiah, like, you get the, ah, oh, really? And then just that, wow, if he's back as burn it down Seth. That's that's what I he would like. He can stay see. heel if you. Yeah, just, he can stay heel. That's he's a just get rid of yeah. that version of your heel. But we'll see what happens. I hope him and Becky and the child are doing well. And absolutely, I would like to see Seth return. I do miss him, just yeah. not the Messiah gimmick. I could be dreaming it. Didn't they advertise? Did he come back on SmackDown, or was he supposed to come back like a few weeks ago? I don't or, think so. Maybe I thought I, like, maybe you had a premonition. You know he's coming. You heard it here first. Messiah, I'm a disciple. You, you heard it here first. Paul's a disciple. He's coming back. He's returning. We, I thought I read it or saw it on online somewhere that like I, I thought it was a commercial. So. Like Seth Rollins returns this Friday on SmackDown, and I dude. Sometimes I feel like they replay old commercials to yeah, just because they had nothing. Who knows? Maybe it's Mandela. Oh, Mandela. Or it's the fact that we're only just transitioning back into the year 2020, and we were actually in an alternate dimension. Yeah, we're gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> no conspiracy theories here, but and I, to the best of my knowledge, I don't recall that. Then hopefully at the Rumble, maybe we'll get our wish that it. I would be sh- honestly shocked if he, not when, but like shocked if he doesn't appear. I mean, he has a kid that he has. So. Yeah, but you can still appear for one night, get a payday, go yeah, back. Yeah, I imagine they all. So ah, they got it. It's super point. easy commute and everything. Bro. Yeah, I bet the wrestlers are loving that they not they travel, work Orlando. six days a week. Yeah, have some place in Tampa, or you get to like go right home. After you don't have to immediately get on a bus or a plane, like that's got to be like so. It is, and then when they go back to doing house shows, because you know what, the NXT guys get that. All the the wrestlers in NXT get that. The AEW wrestlers get that luxury, you know. But it's Raw and SmackDown are on a super travel heavy schedule. Yeah, I guess now they travel, but they do a lot in daily. Same with NXT; they didn't do a lot of traveling. They did some house shows, but it's not nearly on the level of Raw and SmackDown. University has been where they do exactly just about every week, so you get to. Just buy a place in Orlando, and you just get to go yeah. right home after. Or you just get, like, four of you to buy a place together, and boom. Yeah. Because down there, they probably have big old giant houses. Which makes sense why you always see on streamers and YouTubes, they're always together. Yeah. I've always been curious about that. There it is. They live together. Yeah. Hey, if you guys need a roommate made, I'm free. I'll, I'll come live at your house. Oh, God, Ralph. I'm going to save you some face. We're going to end it there. All right. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. We're glad to be back. And go ahead and like us on Facebook at... Face the Heel, and go ahead and link us on Twitter at Face the Heel 1. My name is Paul. That's Ralph. We'll see you soon.